It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts the deep left. Cabrera is gonna watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. And Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? There's the 0-2 pitch, and a curveball is swung on him. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell, he's gonna score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Big West. On today's episode of the Gaucho Nine Podcast, we have the Week Seven recap with the series in Hawaii. The Gauchos are back home. We also have a little bit of an MLB report, and we have David Tillotson and Spencer Stewart, UCSB baseball analytics here. Did you guys get any sleep, David? I I don't even know if what I got was classified as sleep. I closed my eyes maybe and rested for a little bit, uh, especially on the plane. I mean, like Today, you said I'm, you got to... I'm convinced that it's still Sunday. <laughs> no, it's my computer is saying Monday, 9 p.m., but I'm still convinced that it's Sunday. Spencer, did you get any sleep? I'm, I've just felt like a zombie all day today. <laughs> I was watching the sunset today, and I kept thinking, wow. Wait, this just happened like 12 hours ago. Yeah, well, 21 hours ago, I was watching the sunset in Hawaii, <laughs> and the sunset in Hawaii is way cooler than the sunset in Santa Barbara. Whoa, whoa, hold your tongue. Hey, it <laughs> was a nice sunset, and it was, uh, it was, it was especially nice because we had gotten – the, the series win that day. So it was a good way to end that day. Yes. So Gauchos improved to 18 and eight on the season, nine and three in the big West after taking three of four from Hawaii, a three, nothing win on Friday. They split the double header on Saturday and yesterday in convincing fashion, nine to one winners over the rainbow warriors. So Gauchos currently sitting in second place, one game behind UC Irvine, who split their four-game set with CSUN this weekend. So it's a good weekend for the Gauchos. They gain some ground on the first-place Anteaters before the Gauchos play host to CSUN this weekend at Caesar Wasaka Stadium. Real quick recap on the games. Well, Friday, it was the Michael McGreevy Show. Complete game shutout, 10 strikeouts, only three hits allowed, no walks. And with that performance, Michael earned... Big West Pitcher of the Week. So the Gauchos have a Pitcher of the Week now in back-to-back weeks. The last weekend, Rodney Boone went complete game shutout in the seven-inning win against UC Davis. And this past weekend, McGreevy goes nine shutout on Friday and beats Aaron Davenport in the Rainbow Warriors 3-0. Boone one-upped McGreevy in the strikeout column on Saturday in Game 1 with 11 strikeouts in seven innings as the Gauchos won 5-4. They staved off a late comeback by Hawaii to take the first two games of the series. Then in the third game, Gauchos jumped out to a 4-0 lead, but Hawaii put up a four spot against Corey Lewis in the bottom of the second inning and then tacked on a couple more runs and held off the Gauchos late in that game who were trying to come back. Kyle Johnson flied out to the right center field wall with the bases loaded, in the ninth inning to end it as the Gauchos dropped the game 6-5. to five. And then yesterday, behind a brilliant performance by J.D. Callahan, five and a third innings, six strikeouts, 
Five hits and one run. Gauchos scored six times in the second inning to build an early lead, and they took care of business, winning 9-1. to one. So it was a good weekend on the islands for UCSB uh, in a tough place to play. Definitely not a hitter's ballpark, as you guys learned. You saw for yourselves. You were warned. And it proved to be a difficult place to hit with everything hit in the air, getting knocked down, uh, and the infield playing true. But Gaucho pitching showed up in a big way, especially with the starters, three of the four games getting quality starts for the Gauchos. So let's jump into some of our uh, highlights of the weekend. Again, McGreevy is off limits for player of the week because he won pitcher of the week. So do you guys have any thoughts real quick on McGreevy before we get to our individual uh, players of the week, just to add on to what I said? Spencer? I think it was awesome. That's what I think. That's the best he's ever thrown. And he, he even said it too. He said that in the, in the interview that you, you know, you talked with him before game two, um, before Rodney was throwing, he said that is the most memorable pitching performance that I've ever had. Uh, and those are the kind of things that you, you just remember for the rest of your life. Yeah, that was great that he got Big West Pitcher of the Week. He's never gotten it before. Um, he's come so close so many times. Um, but he left no doubt. And uh, I think he did it in a pretty spectacular way, giving up three hits and just cruising. It looked like he uh, – I was going to say right in the ninth inning, I was going to mention if this game needed to go 14, 15 innings, McGreevy would have thrown every single one of them because he, there was no stop in him. And um, he looked just, just as good in the ninth inning as he did in the first inning. Um, and uh, I was going to mention it on the broadcast, but I didn't have the chance to because his tempo was so fast. So that's uh, typical of McGreevy. It was a game that zipped right along. He and Davenport were going back-to-back, um, just throwing punches and uh, executing good pitches. And it was a lot of fun to watch and a really good way to set the tone for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, you talk about tempo. I mean, we're through the first five innings in an hour there with both of those guys just being super effective. Um couple spectacular plays with Sprinkle and Willow behind uh, McGreevy as any good starting pitcher who has a great outing usually gets one or two of those. Um, but definitely some web gems for the Gauchos there too. And then um, just a dominant performance by McGreevy. I mean, here's something that we haven't mentioned yet and I didn't really realize until I was looking back at his outing. He didn't allow a runner on second base. There was not a yeah. runner on second base to my knowledge. So... Um, yeah, just, I mean, a spectacular performance, 10 strikeouts, complete game. Um, it really sucks that we don't have any trackman numbers on him because obviously you want to be able to kind of repeat that or see maybe what the things were going on um, to be able to kind of replicate that performance. But, I mean, you can't say enough about what he did on Friday night and putting us in a great position to, to get a head start on the series, save the bullpen for the rest of the weekend. I mean, just the list goes on for what he did for us. So um, great start by McGreevy. Okay, nothing more can be said. It's It was just a fine performance and the best of his career. So let's move on to our players of the week. Who wants to go first? I think it might be me. It might be my turn. It is your turn. Okay, it's my turn. Um, I'm going to go with Christian Kirtley. Because Christian has been in a bit of a slump 
and he busted out in a big way. He was three for three in game one on Saturday with a pair of doubles, and he drove in five in the two games on Saturday, and over the course of the weekend, he hit 333. So Christian Kirtley brought the bat to the islands and helped the Gauchos on their way to three of those wins. Moving forward with Gauchos being banged up a little bit, they need him to step up, and he's a veteran, and he's done it before, so it's encouraging to see Christian come out and swing the bat well. So Christian Kirtley, he's my player of the week. David? Kind of got a toss up between a couple of guys. Um, I'll come back if Spencer doesn't take him, but I'm, I'm thinking that Spencer's going to take this one, so I'll leave him for him. But I'm going to go with um, Bryce Willits. Bryce had a huge weekend for us. Um, didn't end up getting to plate anybody, but hit 429 on the weekend, slug 571, had a couple of doubles, um, reach base half the time that he was at the plate. So, I mean, doing a ton for us there. Um, and it was good to see him get going. Um, a lot of big at bats for him and a lot of uh, timely things stretch the double um, with that review play knocked the ball out of that second baseman's glove I think that was on Sunday uh, mine's not as sharp as it normally is right now but uh yeah no Bryce had a great weekend at the plate and that was huge for him and hopefully he can continue that success rolling into season next weekend yeah and he was on the back end of the the play by Jordan Sprinkle where he uh, he had to pick it and Jordan gave him credit for that and he was on the back end of a, a number of great defensive plays for the Gauchos this weekend. So a solid first base played this weekend by Bryce Willits. Good call. Okay, Spencer? Uh, well, first off, the, the honorable mention is going to go to Rodney Boone. Um, 11 strikeouts is nothing to bat an eye at. That was uh, a lot of fun watching him cruise through some guys. Um, it was one swing of the bat that kind of put a damper on what was a, an incredible outing from Rodney. Um, and it was one of those that off the bat you didn't think was going to go. And it was one of two balls that carried in the outfield all weekend long. And um, by carried, I mean home run, obviously. But uh, it's my player of the week is going to be James Callahan. Uh, JD looked awesome on Sunday. Um, he was uh, he was pitching with uh, a lot of emotion and uh, it showed he had a lot of passion going into the outing five and a third. Um, it wasn't the prettiest by any means. He had, he had a balk that kind of, that cost him the run. And, and I'm sure he, he was fairly frustrated at that, but um, regardless opponents hitting 238 against him uh, when the runners were on base, he was able to, uh, to hold them off for the most part, um, just surrounding that one run and uh, having, having that fourth starter is so huge because normally, you know, you're built to, to throw three starters in a weekend and that's it. Um, and if you can't have a quality start out of whoever's slated to pitch fourth, that Sunday game becomes a lot longer. And um, it wasn't a long game by any means because JD was able to, uh, to set the tone and uh, quiet Hawaii's bats and uh, give, give way for the offense to, to take over. So um, really good start on that Sunday, and it fired me up to see JD um, out there pitching as well as he was. Yeah, five and a third, disallowed five hits, the one run, no walks, and six strikeouts. Gaucho pitching on the weekend, 2.83 ERA in the four games. They struck out 41 batters and walked only six. And it was just a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the, the walks being an issue. 
And it was it was the hit batters that was an issue in game two of the doubleheader. Uh, but the Gauchos were still in it, and they were able to keep runners that were on base from scoring throughout the weekend. So it was it was a good performance overall by the Gaucho pitching staff. Some pitching honorable mentions. I guess we could bring up uh, Connor Dand. Connor Dand. Three and two-thirds innings of shutout ball and relief of J.D. yesterday. Allowed just one hit, one walk, struck out three. Earned a save in a 9-1 game. He'll take it. It's just another number in the stat book for him. But but Connor has looked good. Yeah, he did not pitch against Davis, and he comes back and looks strong. I think he was up there 95 miles an hour. Is that right? Tilly sitting about 92, 93 and touched 95. Yeah. So he looks good again. Um, similar to, I think how we'd seen him at Fullerton where he was up around the mid to upper or mid nineties, I guess. The, uh, the spectrum broadcast, if you watch it back, they, they got a couple of 96 is clocked for him. So if that's true, I hope it is. Um, but in reality, we won't know because there's no track man. Um, so maybe a little asterisk on the 96, but, Regardless, he was throwing real well. His slider was was diving hard, and and um, of all the pitchers this weekend, um, the, the Hawaii had the uh, the most trouble with him. Um, he was only the batters were only hitting point uh, zero eight three against Dandy. Carter Benbrook had a save in there as well. He went two innings of relief on uh, game two, so game one of the doubleheader, and then I thought Connor Roberts pitched well. Uh, coming in for Corey Lewis in the third inning on Saturday, game two, and wound up going four and two thirds, allowing just two hits and two runs, struck out five. Uh, so that was encouraging from Connor Roberts as well. Let's see. On the offensive side, some honorable mentions. First career home run for Jordan Sprinkle, opposite field line drive that. Well, it carried over the fence. He, he hit it well. They got one and we got one, so yeah. we'll take it. <laughs> yes, an eye for an eye. So uh, congratulations, Jordan, on your first collegiate dinger. Uh, he also sold three bases and scored five runs, and he had that web gem on the infield behind McGreevy and hit three eighty nine for the weekend. Zach Rodriguez, another great weekend. He had two hits in each of the first three games. He extended his hitting streak to 15 games. And he also drove in six runs. So that's big time once again from Zach Rodriguez. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the some moments of the week. I will go first. I'm going to go with Rod striking out the first five batters of game one. That's my moment of the week. Because McGreevy dominated on, on Friday. And Rodney comes out and gets five punch outs to start the game. Uh, setting, continuing to go with the tone that McGruby had set. So that's my moment of the week. And he, of course, wound up with 11, uh, one-upping his teammate. So good job, Rod. boy, David? Go go, Spencer. I'm looking up something really yeah. quick. Okay. I was just going to say, I, I forgot that it was five straight. Um, I, was, I was losing my mind a little bit. I was almost <laughs> – I thought he was going to make it – two innings uh, in a row striking out um, all the batters he faced. But uh, last guy, you know, wasn't wasn't a strikeout. But, oh, well, Rodney looked real good. Um, my moment, um, 
think that my moment is going to be uh, the sprint backhand. Um, that was a pretty sensational play. And I know that, uh, well, it, first off, it it allows McGreevy to, to feel a little bit more comfortable out there, knowing that uh, plus plays are going to be made behind him, um, allowing him to pitch to contact a little bit more, be efficient with his pitches, um, not have to throw any extras to try and nibble or anything like that. And, uh, you know, McGreevy never does really nibble, but uh, having the defense behind him, playing the way Sprink did um, is huge. I also know that volunteer assistant coach Spencer Erdman has been working real hard um, to help Sprinkle on uh, to, to kind of coach him on how to approach plays to the backhand. Um, obviously, you know, your body's going the opposite direction of the throw um, and you got to have a lot of control over the speed that you're already generating in order to get to the ball. And that one was a backhand, kind of a slower roller um, and, uh, he, he came across it real well, put all that he could into it. A nice one hop pick by Bryce. And I think at that point it was, uh, the Gaucho stole back a hit from Hawaii and, uh, it, it allowed McGreevy once again to, to, to be able to cruise more so in that first game. I'm going to go with uh, Willow for a play of the week, the barehanded play. I think Spence, you said something about the humidity when he, when he caught it with his bare hand, it was just like. <laughs> perfect grip on the ball to be able to make an easy throw over to Bryce. Um, just something I wanted to note. I was trying to look it up, but you guys mentioned Booney going out and punching out five. McGree punched out the first three in his start. Um, and Cole Kaler also got struck out by J.D. Callahan to start on Sunday. So in three of the four games, the first batter was a strikeout. Two of the games, the strikeout the side. Uh, and the Gauchos also plated runs in three of the four first innings as well with McGreevy not getting that run support in the first inning, but all the other starters getting it. So um, big first inning out of the Gauchos. I'm punching the Rainbow Warriors in the mouth and trying to like get an early lead um, was big. And so um, those are kind of my moments. Yeah. And the Gauchos scored first in each of the four games, even though it wasn't uh, in the first inning on Friday, they did score first. And that was the two run single by Zach Rodriguez in the sixth inning. So, Gaucho striking early, and if you're going to try and win ball games, it's a lot easier to play from ahead. So, good job, Gaucho offense. Let's see. We had the web gems in there. Boone starting the game with five strikeouts. I thought the the six run inning on Sunday was important as well because Gauchos had on Saturday. I think they had 13 hits in game one, 11 hits in game two, and had plenty of base runners to try and extend their lead because they had the 5 nothing lead in game one, and that home run by Agawa off of Boone, opposite field, it was a three-run bomb, and like all of a sudden, one swing of the bat, and the game is completely different. And it felt like the Gauchos had missed out on some opportunities to put up some big numbers in innings, and that came back to bite them in game two. And then Sunday, you're coming out, you score first, like you did in game three, and you know that Hawaii would like to split the series on the weekend. So setting the tone with that six-run second inning, you had two RBI single by Johnny Bloom and two RBI single by Zach Rodriguez, and really put the game out of reach early behind J.D. Callahan. So I thought that six-run second inning was huge. Um, another thing to note, Cole Cummings, his 25-game on-base streak does come to an end, even though he reached on a fielder's choice. 
yesterday, but that does not count towards an on-base streak. So uh, good job, Cole Cummings. Now you get to start another 25-game on-base streak because we are right about at the halfway point of the season, believe it or not. Gauchos have played 26 games, and with one of the games against USF being washed out, Gauchos have 57 officially scheduled on the season. So we're at 20, what did I say? 26. So almost at the halfway point, uh, believe it or not. And nine and three in the Big West Conference. So 28 more Big West Conference games, and then the three against UCLA. Uh, still on top. Lots of baseball to go. No metrics because there's no track man at Lesmere Commie Stadium. Did you guys feel kind of naked out there? I mean, I know David had the, the radar gun, but without your, your fancy track man thing telling you what's going on. Fancy Spencer. track man thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's funny. The players have become so accustomed uh, because yeah. every either opponent or home game, we've had track man so far this year. So we've been able to get that data and do all of our regular stuff. And so riding with guys in the elevator after games, they're asking like, hey, do you have our exit velos today? Or did you have this or that? <laughs> and just the, sorry, no, it's the first time we won't have that. So um, kind of a kind of funny, a um, little less work for us, I guess, um, on the uh, post end of the games. But uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a little, little strange not having all of our gadgets on the road with us. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I would have loved to see the flamethrowers, see uh, see what Harvey and, and Dandy got up to. I mean, even even McGreevy, his ball was zipping a lot. Um, it would have been fun to see how hard they were throwing and something about McGreevy's slider getting it down and into those lefties, man. They could not touch that pitch, so want to figure out exactly how he was executing that. Um, some things, though, we don't really need the metrics for, thankfully. Um, we got a cool, a, a great staff working behind the scenes, our SID works real hard to get us the reports. Um, one thing that I, I noted that I've, I just continually see, um, the Gauchos are doing a real good job with two outs. Um, the, the offense is able to extend innings that, uh, well, some pitchers feel like they should be getting out of. Um, and when that happens, the mentality starts to crumble a little bit on the uh, defensive side. And uh, you're able to tack on a little bit more. I don't remember exactly how many of those runs in the six run inning were scored with two outs, um, but it felt like it felt like it could have been three or four of them. Just the way that, uh, just the way we we had extended that inning. Um, so far this year, the Gauchos are batting just a tick over 300, and their opponents are almost at two, uh, just above 200. So it's a it's a noticeable difference. But then you got some guys. Zach Rodriguez is batting 526 with two outs. So. Uh, if you, if you're looking for some kind of production, it's either him or Cole Cummings, who's batting 583 as well. These guys are the the ones that are extending the innings and really just stepping on the jugular. And uh, and it's fun watching them compete, and especially when their backs against the wall with two outs and they got to extend innings. Um, they're doing a real good job of it, and uh, looking forward to to that continuing for the Gauchos this next weekend. Okay, Gauchos are back home. It was it was a long trip. It, it always is the red eye after the Hawaii trip, uh, but it was a good trip, winning three of four. So Gauchos back in action this weekend at home against CSUN, 5 o'clock on Friday, 1 o'clock for the doubleheader Saturday, 1 o'clock Sunday, before they hit the road for two consecutive weekends against UC San Diego and Long Beach State. That's what's on tap. 
Uh, Gauchos have jumped into the top 25 once again in one poll. The National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association has them right at number 25. And the Gauchos jumped up 30 RPI points roughly uh, over the weekend. So they went from around 100 to currently at 69 here on Monday evening. And the current Big West standings, Gaucho sitting in second place at 9-3. and three. Hawaii, or uh, I beg your pardon, UC Irvine sitting in first place at 10-2. and two. Their opponent this weekend, CSUN, so far on the season, 5-7. and seven. Fullerton is in third, 5-3. Bakersfield, 3-1. Long Beach State, 6-6. Six six. Cal Poly and UCSD are 4-4. Four four. Then you got Northridge at 5-7. Hawaii, 4-8. Riverside, 4-8. And, and UC Davis at 2-10. So based on the standings metrics and the RPI, you know, there's been some talk about the Big West possibly only getting one team into the field of 64. But... Each weekend, the conference RPI and the conference ELO are moving up slightly, and the Gauchos currently sitting at seven or 69, as I said, and Irvine at 59 in the RPI. So hopefully those numbers can go up, and the Big West could possibly get two bids to the field of 64 moving forward. So with that being said, and all the talk about McGreevy's performance, which was very reminiscent to a former Gaucho, Shane Bieber, who got the opening day start for the Cleveland Indians in a snowstorm of all things, <laughs> the, the beach boy pitching in a snowstorm and we were flying as it was happening. So we couldn't watch it, unfortunately, but I mean, Bieber picking up where he left off six innings, 12 strikeouts, a quality start. He allowed just I think four hits and three runs did walk three, but gave his team a chance. And coming from spring training in Arizona to pitching in Detroit in the snow, I mean, that can't be easy. That cannot be easy, but he still goes out and, and dials it up. So uh, a good performance by Bieber in his opening day start. And then Dylan Tate did make his debut with the uh, Orioles, not his career debut, but his season debut on Saturday against the Red Sox. He threw a clean inning, struck out one. I think that was in a win for Baltimore, who's off to a good start to the season. I think Bieber throws against the Royals on Wednesday is, I think, what I saw. Might be Tuesday. Could be today when this comes out. It's either Tuesday or Wednesday, but Bieber will throw uh, this week against Kansas City. Anything else to add? I was going to say, uh, I had never, well, like Shane, probably never before pitching in the snow. I had never seen... Um, somebody hit a home run and then slide into second because they thought it was a, <laughs> thought it was a double. And obviously you hate to see a home run hit off Shane. Um, but that's, that's baseball. Um, but, uh, I can't remember. Was it, was it Miggy? It was yeah, Cabrera. Yeah. yeah. He's a pretty good hitter. He's a pretty good hitter, <laughs> but well, you think he would have known him. too, right? He's hit exactly. enough of them, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and, uh, well, he, he hit it, and then he slid into second, and he's sitting on second. And he's like, oh, wait, was that was that a home run? And then jogs around. So um, that was the uh, the kicker for, for Shane's start. But uh, I remember at one point last year, he was sitting right at two strikeouts per inning. Um, and that's, uh, that's incredible. 
two of the three outs you're getting are, are strikeouts, you are just carving. Um, and I think after his third start, he was at that two um, strikeouts per inning. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a watch on that and see uh, what that number looks like in the as the season goes along. And Bieber is confirmed. He's starting on Wednesday against Kansas City. That's a day game. David, you got anything to add? Or are we going to wrap this up? Uh, playing in the snow is not fun. I had to do it once in Washington oh. when I was growing up in high school. We got a late snowstorm in March. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's not fun. It's you hard to played, see the ball. You played in the snow. Played baseball in yeah, the snow. Yeah, similar. It wasn't sticking on the ground. Like, you yeah. could, you know, see the grass and everything. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's very cold it's not fun um and like you said i, I can't imagine it, it's easy going from arizona uh and then trying to get acclimated to it had to at least you know be 32 if it's snowing so um yeah just interesting first weekend of baseball happy to see baseball is back didn't get to watch a ton of it just being three hours away from the west coast time zone catching the end of like the night games a little bit here and there but um Good to see baseball back and excited to get to watch some hopefully this week. Yeah, so Major League Baseball is back. Gauchos are rolling. Let's look ahead to CSUN this weekend. It's at home at Cesar Wasaga Stadium. Playing at Matador Field, you, you never know what can happen. There have been some crazy games already played uh, in that ballpark. Last weekend against Irvine, the Matadors won two games with a walk-off homer. And then the other two games, the Anteaters Mercy ruled the Matadors. I think it was seventeen to three, or seventeen to two, and twenty to three, something like that. So, Gauchos are happy that they're playing at home against CSUN, who traditionally they can swing it, and they're not as strong on the mound. And uh, I think so far their team ERA is a shade above eight. It is at nine. It's at nine. It's at nine, but obviously that's a little in, inflated after right. um, a couple blowouts. So and they've only played twelve games. They exactly. did not play a non-conference schedule, so only played twelve games. I was gonna say we we won't look too deeply into the stats of uh, CSUN just because it's only been twelve games, um, and they uh, they didn't have much chance to well any chance at all to get any um, games in before conference play started. But uh, like you said, they're pitching. Not as hot as their hitters. Um, that's what the the small sample size stats resemble. Um, and so, if if the if our pitchers look as good as they did against Hawaii, I think we'll be able to keep their bats pretty quiet next weekend. Yeah, I mean, giving up fifty runs in a weekend is tough for the pitching staff for CSUN. Um, didn't get as much done today as I would have liked to, just because of the lack of sleep and other things in terms of scouting. Big West baseball, you got to show up and play. Like it, it's tough to sweep four games. Um, so I'm sure the Gauchos be ready to play hard on Friday night behind McGreevy again. Hopefully, looking for another great start out of him. But um, just looking forward to getting back out there tomorrow, getting back to work, and getting ready to go for this week. Yeah, and CSUN new head coach Dave Serrano, and he has two assistants who are former Gaucho assistants who are with the College World Series team in 2016. So it'll be the return of Neil Walton and Eddie Cornejo coaching together once again, and they will be here this weekend coaching for CSUN. So I am looking forward to seeing both of them. Okay, that will wrap things up. Quick shout-out to our great sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and a guy with a truck, Junk Removal. 
proud supporters of the Gaucho 9 podcast. So for David and Spencer, my name is Kevin Cannon signing off on this episode of the Gaucho 9 pod. Tune in to UCSBGauchos.com for the games this weekend with Spencer and myself. And the games will be broadcast on Big West TV with Jerry Fall and Bob Bronsema. It's been a long weekend. Looking forward to a great week. And I hope you are looking forward to a great week as well. So that'll do it for the Gaucho 9 podcast. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin.